Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Talk and Shed podcast mm-hmm. today, uh, yep. this morning. Um, Cody, we've got a guest this morning. How yes. we get him here this early? Well, heck, it's seven thirty. <clears throat> I know. Well, heck, it's before that. It's seven fifteen. Jeez, am I can't believe he's here either. That's but. only because I got the group message last night that Cody was getting <laughs> Duncan, and I'm like, I'm not missing this opportunity. Right. This I, has never happened before. I know, mm-hmm. and neither has him being here at seven fifteen. <laughs> Whatever. I got to witness something today. Uh huh. Something new every day. It's awesome. That's what they say. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got some nice Dunkin' coffee. And uh, we had to record early. Um, Cody and I have a road trip adventure planned. Mm-hmm. We're going to head south, southeast. And, and uh, you know, some rain covered Ohio there <clears throat> over the weekend. And so uh, I think it'd be a good day to go see farmers, yeah. visit with them, mm-hmm. uh, talk to them about their, you know, uh, fall residue management plans you know mm-hmm. maybe they've got some planner jobs that they need worked on but i think today's going to be a great day to catch some guys mm-hmm. so yep i think we can make 20 stops today <laughs> you think so yes huh? yeah. we're gonna make 20 stops today That'd yeah be good so That'd be really good dave <clears throat> dave came in last night or mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon and uh so i said dave you're not leaving without recording podcasts <clears throat> You know, so. he, he's an awful lot like a farmer. He didn't call nobody, say that he was coming. You know, you he mean just, a truck driver? Yeah, a truck driver. He just shows up, you know. So he he just showed up, and like he asked me where I was last night, and I was like, Pff. I was out seeing guys. What do, you, what do you mean, what was I doing? But you know, one thing up? I learned yesterday, showing up unannounced, I actually, it put your dad in a good mood. It did? Like, he didn't have time to stew about all right, right what am i gonna yell at, yell at gunkelman for today yeah so it was actually a pleasant afternoon here we got a lot accomplished um you better watch what you say he listens to all this he? yeah i don't i don't think he does i don't think he does either i'm pretty sure he does no yeah so no it was a good afternoon to have a lot of one-on-one time with him and uh didn't have wasn't it was pretty quiet here because you had you know a lot of guys on the road selling mm-hmm. and guys on the road you know doing service work so yep yep we got a lot of a lot of stuff accomplished mm-hmm. got some more orders i there you gotta go. put in so. there you oh. go oh yeah that's yeah. always the key show up on an ounce and shock them into some orders yeah yeah <laughs> Hopefully some twenty two hundreds. Yeah, he tried to yeah. sneak some orders by him while Cody and Adam were going. Yeah, yeah, pretty yep. much. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then we're so, gonna have to overview them. So then, uh, last night, uh, you got to enjoy the Cowboys game. I'll tell you what. How'd that, that go? Are you a Cowboys fan? I'm not. Okay. They say it's America's team, but that's a bunch of bull. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it would, I, I went to bed. And probably about after the first quarter, your dad took off to bed. And I swear for the next two and a half, three hours, all I heard was your mom out in the living room cheering <laughs> on the Cowboys. There was a lot of swearing, I think, and just, yeah, but, and a lot of cheering. But so it wasn't the greatest night's sleep. Yeah. I had a few injuries last night as well. Okay. Them boys of yours showed up for yeah. a little while. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you talk about the cheap shots. If you're not looking, <laughs> if you don't have your head on a swivel and mm-hmm. they're coming at you 20 mile an hour, buddy, it can hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and the boys were out at the Groundhog Barn mm-hmm. and I stopped in and Dave was there. And 
Yeah, they were. Well, Dave kind of showed him that he was ready to wrestle a little bit, and that oh. that, that lit the fuse. And yep. I think getting getting down on the floor—that's what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. now I know. Yeah. So it was a good time. Good seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. The boys roughed up Dave a little bit. I oh, took that's good. Yeah. I I took him bowling last night. Um, I gave him the option. I said we can either go fishing, we can go hunting, or we can go bowling. They wanted to go bowling. No, Which, I don't blame them because they knew if they went fishing or hunting it wasn't gonna last long it's getting dark so early right yeah so we went bowling uh that was fun um luke bowled a 94 wow which i mean obviously bumpers and stuff but i'm telling you he ain't bad it's better than cody i know i know (laughs) he's been bowling his whole life (laughs) i know grew up in a bowling alley yeah so yeah (sighs) it, it, it was it was good and uh so now here we are um dave uh let's let's take it back to uh you know obviously things have been good uh the last couple months with salford we've been really pushing um the the new vrt and a lot of the things that that thing can bring to us let's rewind it all the way back to farm progress you know uh we've talked about how shows are maybe kind of iffy and now you can go there with a tool that any farmer that walks up, whether he's got that ground that changes every 10 feet or, or just flat black, you've got something yeah. that you can put in his toolbox. Yeah, it's been fun working the farm shows since we introduced this tool back, uh, what would, would have been in Louisville two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, Farm Progress got opportunity to work that this year. Um, it's the first time I've worked that show in probably 20 years. And I was impressed. It was, it was really good, and there was so much talk on the VRT. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's now anybody that walks on our lot, it'll work for them. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, it's uh, you know, we always had tools that are specialty type tools, not the big box store type tools, and um, this just is great. This just fits in and uh, covers such a wide variety of tillage options all in one tool yeah yeah and we'll talk about some success we've had with it mm-hmm. um, here in a little bit um but then you know then we had farm science in september yep and uh i think it was a reflection of farm progress i mean you know i think that was a great show as well mm-hmm. absolutely i tell you, you know the the farm show it seems like the trend's been downward but this last year um it yeah farm science followed right in the tracks of the busy crowd at farm progress and uh, there was so much interest at farm science and and back to uh farm progress you know we we already we retailed a lead out they're just you and i yep uh guy that i talked to that uh, i gave him your number and uh you guys hooked up did a demo and boom got Mm -hmm. the deal done Mm -hmm. and uh, he's very happy but yeah farm science was (coughs) was really good you know I'd, I'd say the crowd was down but numbers don't mean anything to no. us you know working the show it's the quality right and the quality was there yeah um you know it's uh, uh we have a lot of work to do yet you know getting demos done there's so much interest in tools you know not only the vrt but it seems like you have a lot of interest in the 12s and 2200s oh yeah and 5200 you yes. know so mm-hmm. i mean that's been hot as well that was really hot at farm progress as well the 5200 yeah what what is it that you think that makes the 5200 
up there with the VRT. I think it's just because it's 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 the only primary tillage tool on the market I feel that will just go out there and destroy everything. No matter what you put in front of it, it's gonna bury it. Yeah. You know, and it and it's it's built for speed, it's built to make the ground black. I mean it's it's a durable tool that's just, you know, like I've always said with the sulfur brand, you know, it's built for the military. So I mean guys are in love with that tool. It's our leading tool in the company right now, the 5200, this last year. Wow. So, I mean, it's really hmm. caught on. Well, I mean, I think we can vouch for that, too. I mean, we, we've we probably sold, what, probably four of them here in the last six months, probably? Probably. Yeah, Ohio was, you know, dragging behind a little bit. Well, my territory in general, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's... It started in, you know, heavy corn country, you know, up in the yeah. Midwest, you know, upper Midwest. And yep. now it's starting to leach over this way and mm-hmm. it's, it's gaining some traction for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, you know, there are other mod, other competitors that can destroy, but they've got <clears throat> 30 inches of shank hanging below the blades. Oh, and, and you're bringing up, I had a farmer tell me one time, he, he got rid of his chisel and they actually went to a Salford. And he told me he got tired of bringing up soil that wasn't designed to be sitting next to a seed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that that's so true. You know, you got to you got to mix and flip and bury this residue. But you know, there's certain components. Um, just because you can dig uh, three feet deep with a tool doesn't mean you should. Correct. And uh, so that's what I think makes the 52 like like you said is that you can do all that um without disturbing you know your complete soil profile Mm -hmm. right so you're working the key six inches of the topsoil that you need to incorporate all of that residue yeah and then you're basically just putting the residue in that soil profile and all the nutrients that the residue releases is there for the next year for your bean crop or you know or your corn crop depending on what you're planting back into it you know a lot of guys that are doing corn on corn i know they're using that 5200 quite a bit just to try to get that residue broke down a little bit faster yeah i'm i'm still you know i have a lot of guys you know since we're pushing brts hard they kind of wonder you know what about the 12 and 22 and I tell them, man, you know, that tool's not going anywhere. No. Um, it, it's it's hard to replicate or mimic what that tool can do for yeah. you. You know, just before we started recording, we were um, laying eyes on a 31-footer we've got in the shop with a cedar that's going to go on it. And, uh, you know, those tools are hard to beat to plant behind. Um, they're not going anywhere. We're no. still seeing plenty of of heat in that market Mm -hmm. oh that's still in my territory i mean the vrt is starting to dip into i shouldn't say it's not really it's not dipping into that market it's just growing a whole new market but the uh, 12 and 2200s in my territory and uh is still number one Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it there's not a tool on the market that'll leave a seed bed for your planter like those tools will do yeah Yeah, i agree and we've proved it over and over i mean you've seen it your videos Mm -hmm. uh, hear it all the time at the farm shows guys that went away from them they come back to yeah. them because 
Their mm-hmm. planner is not running even smooth. Even like, guys that are running five seventies. Oh, yeah, I mean, guys that got got rid of their five seventies back in the day because they didn't move enough dirt for yep. them, and so that's what they get out of this five inch spacing mm-hmm. tool. You know, and you know, we talk about the VRT. You know, maybe replacing a couple of those, but at the end of the day, I mean. I think you can get close to it, but it's still not right. a twenty-two or a twelve hundred finish. No. Yeah. But you just but the but guys just looking at the where the VRT fits is just the versatility yeah. and change being able to change and adapt mm-hmm. to conditions. You know, yeah. conditions change so much and residue. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, I look at this residue today. Guy, I was in a field yesterday over in Indiana. Mm-hmm shelling 22 moisture corn and the stalks are green yeah yeah i mean a lot of this stuff you know these guys you know we we talk about you know building these tools to be able to handle that and yeah you can but if you want to do a little bit better job let those sit mm-hmm. get a rain on them yeah and then you come back in it's amazing how much better they break down yeah i mean just <clears throat> just letting them sit for a week or two if you mm-hmm. can i mean getting some rain on them helping you know helping the rain break them down a little bit yeah. it really helps them dry up a little bit I mean, for sure just... for sure and and that's what i always tell guys too you know like with the vrt it's a completely different tool comparatively across the board as far as everything else that's out there you know i always describe it as like the swiss army knife it's the swiss army knife of a tillage tool Absolutely. you know you can do so many different things with it if you're looking to replace a couple of tools, well, yeah, that's the tool for you. But if you're looking to replace just your disc chisel, well, then we need to be looking at a 5200. Mm-hmm. And just trying to qualify those guys, I think, is tough because you'll have a guy that comes up to you and says, oh, I want a VRT. And I go, okay, well, what are you doing? And so just trying to get a little bit more familiar with the customer and trying to qualify them as far as what they're looking for out of a tool is is what i really look for whenever i'm you know trying to decide on what tool they want for their farm because yep. right. you know if you sell the wrong tool to a guy he he's going to be pretty upset yeah. with you <clears throat> well you told me to do this well, i mean yeah well, it just, does do just this. don't call cody and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point the uh, but what i wanted to, to hit on is the the 1200 go back to that you know, you want to <clears throat> you want to talk about um, return on investment. I I have talked to more and more guys this fall already that are using that combination, either either a Valmar on a Great Plains or whatever to seed their wheat. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm seeing more and more of it. So mm-hmm. you you want to talk about well, how can I justify a 31 foot 1200 for 155 thousand? Well, drills are pretty hot right now. Mm-hmm. Go take that 30-foot Great Plains or Landall drill and sell that sucker. And that tool right there will do everything that that drill ever did. And better. You're going to manage residue at the yes. same time. Yep. Yes. And, you know, a lot of guys are getting over to planting their beans with a planter, which is a huge step. And, and then now they only have that drill laying around for waterways and cover crops and wheat. Right. <clears throat> ditch it yep. while the market's good on drills 
mm-hmm. and invest that money into a long-term solution of a Salford. Yeah, I agree. I'm seeing it. I'm the, seeing it left yeah. and right. The only thing that I think is holding guys back is not having a big enough tank. I don't think that's the only thing. There's a lot of things. I, I think I, mean, I think that's a big one though. Yeah, like uh, the capacity wise, as far as being able to hold enough, because you know you're looking at running across the field twice, putting on seventy pounds per acre. You know, whenever we did it, it it's a lot different because we only had fifty five acres to do. Which, granted, it felt like we were farming one hundred and fifty, but at the same time, think about somebody that's got 300 acres of wheat to put in, you know, that's a lot of time that you're going to be spending in that machine. Granted, you know, they're probably doing it on across the 30 foot tool versus a 20 foot tool. Right. How fast do you usually drive a drill? About six, six. You might break some of them at six More like five. How fast do we seed with Salford? We can go eight. Oh, at least, mm-hmm. you know, eight to 11. Yeah. So you're not losing efficiency. No, you're not losing any efficiency. So, and there's an ST 10 pathfinder. You can hook right behind it as oh, well. Yeah. If you want capacity. Oh, and then yeah. there is some large acre guys doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, thousand or 2000 acres a week, you yeah. know, in my territory, they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remington, you know. Remington seeds over there. Uh, I don't know that they're actually doing wheat with it, but they're pulling that ST behind their Salford uh to to seed cover crops and yep. stuff behind oh, behind yeah. the uh the seed corn yeah so it is a little bit larger investment but it just depends you know how you're going to use it and you're, right. you're going to use it for some fertilizer application as well you know to put the mm-hmm. toolbar or something it's, it's another great way to have more capacity for you know getting your weed out right um i wanted to talk about some maybe go back to that guy that you met at farm progress and I want to talk about how important the demos are. Um, a lot of people don't understand the time investment, the effort, and the dollar investment that it takes, but it, it's absolutely necessary. So walk us through what you had a conversation with him at Farm Progress. So it was, you know, I just started talking with this gentleman um, from northern Indiana and uh um, just started asking him questions and what do you want to do you know um, and he's if I remember correctly he's in does a lot of seed corn yep under pivots yep so he's got some pretty radical you know residue he's dealing with each year and um, um, you know the biggest thing was uh, trying something because he's had so many tools that he's purchased over the years that they're just not doing what he needs done yeah and so we went through that and we figured, you know, that's when I called you and said, hey, this guy, he'd be a good candidate for a VRT because he wasn't, you know, he wanted to be able to use it for more than just primary tillage. You know, we were talking 5,200 at first. Yep. And um, I'm like, well, this this is what, so we walked over to the VRT at the Farm Progress and um, he's like, you know what, that that looks like it work because some of this ground I need a second pass on or come back in the spring. This is going to be my one pass tool. Yep. Um, so, um, and then, but he's like, I got to do a demo. I didn't have anybody close to him. And I told him, I said, well, I'm going to have you talk to Fen equipment. I think he thought I was full of it. 
Mm-hmm. He didn't think he was going to get a demo. Oh, he he did not think he was going to get a demo. But I think did I have him call you or did I have you call him? Um, I don't know. I I, I just remember a conversation. Yeah, I don't so, remember who called who. So you know, I have so much confidence in this dealership here. So when I have a situation like this, I'm like, these guys are bringing you a demo. If I, it's one thing if I call your dad. Yep. Need take a machine to. Alaska, he'd get it there for me. <laughs> he'd put it on the boat. He would. I was, was going to say Timbuktu. <laughs> yeah, but he would. So that's the beauty of having you guys on board with me because it, it fills those gaps where maybe I don't have a dealer that's capable or mm-hmm. a dealer that, you know, in that area. So you got that demo up there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Got it staged, I think, be- yeah. before harvest. And then he got some... Uh, uh, some crop off and i guess you can kind of take it from there yeah so we we took it up ahead of time which i love doing on demos i think that's just the right way to do it get it up there ahead of time let them hook it to their tractor let them lay eyes on it and it'll do a lot of things a big thing it'll do that i've seen is it will develop a lot of educated questions from the farmer hey i was hooking this up and i was wondering what this does or you know what this is and you get to walk through and answer those questions before you even fire yeah. it up rather than just here's the demo hurry up i'm in a time crunch i need to get go to the next one yeah and i love doing it that way but anyways <clears throat> i get there and he says all right you know follow me we'll head down to the field and they were actually in the neighboring field harvesting seed corn so they had just finished this field <clears throat> and we pull up we turn left into that field and i look out and i'm thinking oh no oh no pretty tough and green it was tough and i i'm telling you last fall kevin and i went on a demoing party and just just paraded this thing around it everywhere and i i put it through some nasty stuff and i thought here we go this is going to be the one field that i can't live up to everything i've said about (laughs) this tool I'm like all right whatever well let, let's you know start the only way out is through right yep. so um we start digging in and, and making some passes and adjusting and and so when they harvest the seed corn you know they're leaving probably two and a half three feet of stalk mm-hmm. it's green literally moisture oozing out of the stalk but on top of that they had a bunch of grass in this field for some reason and i mean i am talking grass like as tall as these stalks that are oh, left wow. like a lot of times you didn't know where you were driving like wow. it was that thick and heavy and and he was very well aware of how tough this <laughs> stuff was it's amazing how they find these their toughest field right. for a demo <laughs> right let's go back to the briar patch mm-hmm. but um we're running it and we finally get it dialed into where it's as close i mean it's close it's doing a very very good job but we got to keep in mind here he's seeding wheat into this Okay. okay, so we're not just going in and, and tearing up. It, if it was a, uh, let's do a stale seed bed for beans next spring, we would have tackled it pretty quickly. But like, hey, I'm running a drill through here in three days. Oh, you wow. got to be pretty comfortable with that. <laughs> right? You were like, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, so finally, um, you know, we finally convince each other that, look, that this is a two-pass field. Mm-hmm. not this isn't a two-pass tool this is a two-pass field mm-hmm. um and so we i i told him i said let's hit this field one time and i want you to let it sit and he's like well well they plant seed wheat oh. so they didn't even have their wheat seed yet 
and I didn't know this at the time. He's like, hey, well, I'm not even going to get my wheat seed for like two weeks. And I said, perfect. Hit it once, and I'm going to come back in two weeks when you're ready to run it again, when you're ready to plant, and I will help you make sure we're getting a good finishing touch on this. He calls me, hey, I got my wheat seed. We're dry enough. I think I'm going to run. I drive up there, and we run it, and it's amazing. You were talking about letting those stalks sit. It's a, It was amazing. Yeah. Night and day. There was no moisture in those stalks. Mm-hmm. They were blowing apart, and even he couldn't believe it. And uh, we, we smoked that field off for a second pass at a slight angle against what we were going. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, Seeded wheat remember- right into there. <clears throat> I remember I called you and you're you were like just pulling into the field and I was like how'd that demo go well I haven't gotten there yet and I was like oh okay and I was like I said how heavy is this residue and you were like oh it's it's burly yeah and I'm like oh and, and all of that's great but the real success at the end of the day they own that 20 foot VRD yep well and that's mm-hmm. what I was gonna say these I don't know of too many demos that you've taken a VRT to mm-hmm. and brought it home. Right. It, this, I'm, and I don't know what year your dad started the company, but I was right with him about that time. Mm-hmm. And that's how this company has grown is demos. Mm-hmm. And demos turn into retails here i don't know what the percentage is but it's a very high percentage yeah mm-hmm. you know you're not selling out of a catalog you're out there proving what the tool does you're burning a lot of fuel doing it yep but it's paying and it but you're and it's just it gets the word out i mean you can convince a guy you know hey this is what you're looking for right all right what do you want to do yep you know so the demo um for you guys is key not only have and you have the inventory to do that it's like today you're gonna have to take you know we're we just got some new vrts off the truck mm-hmm. yesterday one's leaving this morning for a demo mm-hmm. probably won't come home i almost guarantee it yeah between the three places that it needs to go i bet it will not come home yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it and they are so fun to do <clears throat> oh yeah they are so fun because you know it sets yourself so far apart you know, there, there's a couple things, you know, in our business, there's competition. There's a couple things you can do mm-hmm. where there will not be any competition. Yeah. Cody and I are going on a road trip today to go visit customers. I would bet everything that we will not have to wait in line for another salesman to leave to talk to a farmer today. No. Okay. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So there's no competition today to mm-hmm. get on these farms that we're going on today. Number two, when you go out and do a demo, nine times out of ten, you ain't going to run into another dealer doing mm-hmm. a demo. No. Period. The the big thing that I love about demos is I feel like a, a kid again in the sandbox playing with the toys. Well, yeah. this is just an upgraded scale of it to where right. you're just in the field and you're... Bless you, Dave. And, Thanks. Wow. And you're basically just taking the bigger version, the full-scale tool, and doing it out in the field in your big sandbag. sandbox i I, mean it's so much fun i honestly demos for me have made it to where i don't even like talking about vrts on the phone or or even tillage tools like well what does it do here what and i'm like i start to talk and i'm like you know honestly it doesn't matter what i say and and what i say doesn't mean it's painting the same picture in your head that Mm -hmm. it is for me yep i said i just tell them I, I don't know. Just right. let me show you. Exactly. Give me a week 
and or however long you know and let you you tell me if that works well and that's the and especially i know we're talking on the vrt a lot but the it's the one tool i've been in the tillage business for 20 plus years this is the one tool that you cannot oversell you know there's tools out there there's guys saying oh to do this it'll do this and it won't this is a tool that you can go out and sell with conviction yeah you cannot oversell it yeah so i mean that that's fun yep yep so you're out there with you have confidence from right from the get-go when you put the Mm -hmm. hitch pin in you know it's going to work well, on top of that, too, I mean, we've sold a 40-footer and a 35-footer in the last six months, and never in my wildest dreams would have I ever thought that we would have done that Yeah, as quick as we did. Well, the, the one Achilles heel or one thing you really got to watch, not necessarily overselling, you just got to make sure your horsepower counts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Correct. You want to be able to pull it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. And yeah. If, it's not built to pull slow. Yep. If no. you match the tractor mm-hmm. and the tool up you're gonna have a good demo oh, yeah. yeah i mean the the optimum speed on those things is anywhere from 10 to 12 mile an hour and, and i like to see it on the higher side of that 12 mile an hour because that thing just really really shines because you're just throwing that dirt further and it just helps shatter it, uh, it to, it's the shat it's the shatter is mm-hmm. the big thing in the I mean, mix I mean, yeah yeah you know we cody and i talked on a previous podcast about the video that i did with the 2680 Mm -hmm. and stuff showing side by side so we won't talk about that one a whole lot again but that was a textbook demo Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean you know when i went out there i I thought that that was gonna i i also thought that field was going to be a achilles heel for that Mm -hmm. tool he told me how hard it was and you know okay yeah you know i've been to a hundred of those this is the hardest hardest field field in the state you know (laughs) and uh i'm i'm telling you this one may have they weren't lying um you know it was a wheat field that had been uh cut and then hauled manure on and then uh just burn off uh all the weeds so that sun was baking that bare soil awful and it was rock hard so hard and uh it, it it was we had to make some modifications to get that thing to go deep enough but whenever we did it was it was over mm-hmm. it was over and uh i i i was even a little surprised that we could take that field that was literally concrete and we we made that thing baby yeah. baby well awesome. and i'll tell you what one thing i noticed when i first thing i do normally when i pull in here park my truck and i go walk around a lot see what you got new used whatever and you park that 2680 next to a vrt yeah deal's done yeah i mean there that is that is twice the tool yep as that Mm -hmm. 2680 oh yeah definitely i mean you can just tell by looking at the two that man this vrt is built and it's gonna it's gonna do the job it mm-hmm. is they are they're built so heavy and uh yeah so reliable i i like the analogy that dave said earlier you know it, they're, they're built for the military right. and they are they're 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 built like tanks yeah i mean and you know i've had some people say that they can maybe be complicated to run or confusing well i someday i'm gonna <laughs> interview this guy um and get him on the podcast or something he's he's 79 years old kent, wow. kent thornburg 
79 mm-hmm. years old, farming, I don't know how many acres, maybe 1,500. He bought a VRT from me, a 25-footer. Loves it. Wow. 79 years old. I rode with him to get that thing running. He said, Adam, how's it look back there? I got a little, my, my neck's a little stiff. I can't turn back and look at it all the time. He said, I can see it in the mirror. He said, it looks good to me. I said, yeah, it looks pretty good. And we got out and, and felt it. And he walked on that ground. He says, my land, this is like walking on a pillow. Really? He, he had never experienced that. We were working bean ground. Yeah. Uh, he had spread litter in it. And uh, he even, you know, he, he could not believe what that tool was doing. So mm-hmm. they're not hard to run. No. Um, you know, you, you got to get used to it. And, and they will even surprise some of the some of the the farmers that have seen it all well mm-hmm. look at that you know an old timer they 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 know a hell of a lot more than we know about soil yeah by walking on it yeah and for him to say that yeah you know, that's a great sales tool i mean that he's been walking on soil for how many years yeah mm-hmm. so yep. that's pretty cool yeah yeah that was that was definitely fun but yeah if he can run it yeah it's not i mean it's it's not difficult right Right. I mean, it might be difficult for a guy like Cody. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, I don't. I don't let him. Go it on was demos. challenging to get the right coffee today. Hell, mine has uh, cream in it. Right. I don't know how that happened. You guys better watch it. Right. I'm not gonna be able to sell anything, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> right. Um, so let's switch over to to BBIs. Um, you know, sling and fertilizer. It, it's that time of year. So when are we gonna see the the twin bin spreader? It's coming. It's coming. I had a guy hit me up on it yesterday. I've been and, getting a lot of that this last year or two, especially with the inputs the way they are. And it's, uh, why um, there's something being worked on. Why do you think there is such a push for a twin bin instead of blending it? Well, because if you blend it, you're locked into that blend. Um, you know, like the guy I was talking to yesterday, he picked up a new farm Mm -hmm. and there's two nutrients that across that farm you know they might go well you need 70 pounds here of this and then you need 10 pounds and then Mm -hmm. you need 120 and so if you do a blend um yeah you can do variable rate but that's not really worth much if you're variable rating and over applying Right. right so if you can do a twin bin um a lot of times you'll put p and k in there right um you can you know not only variable rate per acre but variable rate each mixture per product yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean you know obviously blending is easy that's what guys do today but if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty and do some some uh we can control every penny that way oh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean you're already taking control of your spreader costs now you can take control of your input costs Mm -hmm. at the same time when corn was seven bucks and nitrogen you know was, was cheap. cheap you know guys didn't really worry about that as much right. but today they have to oh, so yeah. i mean so yeah the the multi you know dual product or multi-product has become you know we have it on our air booms yeah um you know that's a product that um whether it's a chassis mount or pull type you know that's something you know we've sold a few pull type air booms through here yep you know and doing, doing multi-product you know mm-hmm. so um, yep so i mean that's something as well but yeah in the spinner market you know we had something wasn't ideal right um you know so i mean it's uh it worked but we're gonna have something a lot better yeah that's good i'm excited um that is going to be the vrt of spreaders oh for sure (laughs) i can't wait 
But I was, you know, I was only here for a couple hours yesterday at the end of the day, and there was a couple spreaders left here. You guys mm-hmm. sold some spreaders last week, so yep. Yep. that's great to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that time of year, and, uh, you know, guys are probably 80% through beans collectively starting to creep into corn, and I think as that corn number starts to fall, that stuff's going to pick oh, yeah. up because then they'll start to have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the weather this. stays and it looks like it's going to, and I've seen some piles of lime, you know, guys are going to need to get spread. And yep. Piles of lime, turkey litter, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, chicken litter, all of that stuff. Yep. For I, sure. I tell you what, I don't know if Steve listens to this podcast, but Steve's helped me out a lot in the last week or so. Steve's real spreaders. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's 30 years of knowledge um, yep. with the BBI product line, and uh, there is not a situation that he will not mm-hmm. get you out of. Yeah. He's a, I tell you what, that's, that's somebody we need to get on this thing too. Yes, yeah. for sure. Well, see, the correct way to do that is he says he lives by a lake that's got a lot of bass in it. Yeah. Oh, we just yeah. go down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. We t- have him take us fishing. Yep. Maybe go a little deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Go to the BBI factory. Mm-hmm. We'll bring a trailer yeah. with us. You know, Lee lives on the water. He's close I'm, to the water too. Yep. So we're going to have to go check out the fish he has. Yeah. Yep. I, he's got a boat. I know right where Lee's at in Darien. And just make a trip of it. Mm-hmm. And we Don't can... leave Tanner out. He was up here helping you, yeah, too. Richard. Okay. He's mm-hmm. he's big-time hunter. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. We need a w- couple weeks, I think, to do this mm-hmm. podcast. We might. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to run that by Dad today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just tell him we're leaving on sales calls, and when we come back, we come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't True. worry. He'll call our yeah. phones. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He multiple he'll call times. Us. Yep. Hey, where you at? <laughs> yeah. But what are you doing? Yeah, Steve, uh, you know, I had a couple situations with a customer last week on a Magna spread. Sent a guy out there, and Steve was in our hip pocket the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so nice to have um, someone with that amount of experience just a phone call away. We we carry a lot of, pro- a lot of different products, and there's some of them that, you know, I need to order parts. You can't you can't even get parts ordered in two yeah. days. It it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're in business, and they won't be in business with us anyways. Right. They mm-hmm. they need to get the axe that's, here. That's one great thing about Salford. We have a lot of a lot of you know people that have been in in this business a long time. Yeah, and they understand your needs at the dealership, and mm-hmm. that's why I like getting you know people out to the dealership level. Yeah, um, from the factories. Yes, um, and customer service and things like that because it really <clears throat> helps the process when you do call in as a dealer with a need because they understand <clears throat> how important it is. Yeah, well, but we I, have a lot of we have a lot of good people, mm-hmm. and uh, to have that, especially with, with the application mm-hmm. side of things, because you know how critical that is. Yeah, um, the thing that I love about it too is that you know you talk to these guys you know once every other week. Or, you know, you have a phone call conversations with them for two years and you've never met them. And then you finally meet them and it's like good to put a name to the face, you know, this and that. It And you get to talk about things other than just work. Oh, yeah. And you kind of build that relationship with them. And it's it's relation. You know, this mm-hmm. whole business we're in is relationship based. And, yeah. um, you know, through this whole COVID thing, I'll be honest with you, we our team, the outside sales guys, we made it up to Canada this summer for the first time in three years Mm -hmm. and um you know you get frustrated at times talking to people on the phone or emailing and um you don't know how to take somebody 
Well, we went up there and spent a week yeah. with our whole inside sales group and uh, factory guys and engineers. And it's amazing when you deal with people face to face, how all of a sudden from then on, when you need something, things change. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. we're, well, it, uh, and I'm even guilty of it. You know, I mean, it's, I treat them differently. It feels like when they call me and need something yeah. or have a question, um, you know, we're all working together on the same, you know, end result. And, uh, but for them to see what we go through and, and understand is the biggest thing. And, uh, but no, I mean, it's it, the relationships that we built in this company, mm-hmm. you guys call anybody in our company and they're, they're willing to help. They want to oh, yeah. help. They know how aggressive you are as a dealer. <laughs> yep. For sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, so spreaders uh, are, are starting to roll. I, I wanna, I'm itching to go do some pan testing. Um, yeah. I'm itching to get some of these things out in the field. And uh, that yeah. That's but, probably uh, one of my favorite things to do is do a pan test on yep. a spreader. Yep, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of guys have never seen one done. You get out all them pans, line them up. They're like, what in mm-hmm. the sorcery are we doing here? Well, there's, <laughs> there is brands of spreaders out there. They don't want you to pan test. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The majority yeah. of mm-hmm. them, they they don't know, yeah. But uh, so so yeah, it's been great. You know, obviously this time of year service calls are rampant. You know, I've taken a lot on Valmars and BBIs yep. and having the the backup there to be able to call mm-hmm. and get these guys tackled yeah. and, we, and keep them running. Yeah, yep. it's good. It's oh, yeah. really good. Um, so we're going to get close to wrapping up here, Dave. We got some uh some questions to ask. Um, on we listen to a, po- a coyote hunt podcast, mm-hmm. and at the end they always ask uh, like three rapid fire questions. Oh boy. I don't I don't have them drawn up as well as they do. Uh, but uh, let's walk through what what would you consider uh, a success in what you do? You know, you, you're at the level of you need dealers to succeed and you need farmers to succeed. So what for you? is that thing where you're like yes you know is is it you go to a dealer and you get 10 orders or what describe a big success like something that you're going to call or tell lee about you know not so much the the orders it used to you know when i was a little more narrow-minded i think if that makes sense but Mm -hmm. to me when one of you guys call me and tell me you sold something Mm -hmm. yeah or you call me and hey this guy we sold to last fall we were on his farm he just called me today tell me how great this tool is Mm -hmm. yeah to me that's that gets me excited yep when my dealer sales guy sells something to help and provide for the not only the dealership but for his family Mm -hmm. and to me that's the most satisfying phone call to get yep getting 10 orders yeah it's cool but until you as the dealer sell them it right it's not a done deal yeah you still so, worry about it in your head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have inventory on the ground, I mean, I want you to sell it so mm-hmm. we can reorder. Right. But you sell something out here, you're paying bills. Yeah. You know, you're feeding the family. So yep. that, to me, is what's rewarding mm-hmm. day in and day out. Okay. So, Dave, you've got a 1,000-acre farm, and um, you already have a combine and, you know, some of the, the, the bigger infrastructure stuff. But you can only pick three things off of our lot to farm that thousand acres with. What are you grabbing? 
off of our lot, not not just Salford products, but off of our lot to farm a thousand acres. Me myself personally, I I would probably go. That's a tough one. It's supposed to be. I want to say BRT. Well, but then I want to say twenty two hundred with Shanks. Yeah, but you got to pick, or you could have both, but then you're just down to one more. Well, tool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a BBI spreader. A BBI spreader, and and then what? I'm gonna have a VRT, okay, with a cedar on it. Okay, so that's two. That's all I need. I don't need three. Well, herbicide. You're just gonna hire the co-op for those thousand acres. Oh well, I guess I could buy a sprayer from you. Hardy sprayer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So a hardy sprayer, a VRT with a cedar, and a uh, what was? It? Oh, a BBI spreader. Yeah. What BBI spreader are you gonna take? Oh, definitely a Magna Plus. Uh. The twenty footer or no twelve probably twelve because twelve I wanna, high clearance. I'll mm-hmm. definitely side dress my corn one hundred twenty feet. That right there, that that's the money lineup right there. That's mm-hmm. a good lineup. See, we did this last week. I said VRT with a cedar uh, sprayer, and then I said uh, Grasshopper HDR. Well, yeah, exactly. That would just simply for the fact we we narrowed it down to a thousand acres, and I just told Adam I didn't know if I could justify having the Magna Spread Plus. I told him Bex was paying for it, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not part of Beck's program, but the uh, <laughs> it can be. It can be, yeah. The uh, yeah, that's a sweet lineup right there. Yeah, because you've got you know you've got uh, control of your application both on the sprayer side and your nutrition side, and then uh, the VRT with a cedar to do pretty much everything you ever needed. Yep. Yeah, that would definitely work on my thousand acres. I can tell you that if I had that. But speaking of that, I I came up with a new idea last night. I, I oh wanna, my gosh! I Here we no, go. wait, that was you only. You gave me two questions. This is the third it's one. It's not over. Oh, okay. it's not over. Um, I, I want to desiccate my soybeans this week. I'm gonna spray them and kill them. Are you? I think I might. The double crops. Yep. I'm tired of waiting on them. I want to get my wheat planted. I want to get manure Ooh, yeah. hauled. I, I'm tired of waiting. You know, you gonna these, spray it? I'm not. No. Go up. Mm-hmm. They've already got their hundred foot tram lines in there. Gotcha. And you know these overcast days. Yeah. They're turning, but. I'm it's three weeks slow. out. Oh, yeah. and, and too late for your week. We need to get them beans off for before rut. Well, I'm not even worried about it. it it's a slew of problems. You know, I want to get the beans off. I want to get the manure hauled and the wheat planted. Because what happens in three weeks when they're finally maybe ready yeah. and it turned off wet? Mm-hmm. You're not drying in early no. November, Mm-mm. late November. How long, if they spray today, how long before you can cut, you think? So, I would use Sharpen. Sharpen has got a three-day wait period from residual to where you are not, you cannot harvest. Um, But it would take about five days. Okay. So, if we sprayed today, in five days, we could harvest. So, are you going to do the same with the sunflowers then, too? Sunflowers are not mature enough to kill them right now gotcha <clears throat> i went by the sunflower field last night and yeah they looked pretty good yeah they look a right. nice consistent stand and yeah mm-hmm. they're they're not tony grody sunflowers no huh. no those no, things are he's got he's got heads of sunflowers the size of dinner plates really oh yeah he's got some nice ones oh yeah so mm-hmm. but i'm gonna try it again because 
I'm going to keep that plan, keep that rotation. We're going to have a field day there at the same field again. Mm-hmm. We're going to do sunflowers in there again, beans everywhere else, mm-hmm. just to keep that rotation. Right. So, speaking of field days, we're going to have a fall one here yet, right? I'm hoping we're, so. The well, day after Thanksgiving? Yes, I think we're going to attempt to anyway. Yeah. So. And so that's another reason why I want to get this stuff off because, you know, we can have it there, yeah. there in the sunflower mm-hmm. field. You're going to make me work the day after Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean yeah maybe i might as well just come out for thanksgiving then yeah yeah and have turkey see uncle randy oh boy (laughs) so um all right dave so you're uh you've got you've got uh three trips that that you can do you can either go lake erie walleye fishing again (laughs) you can uh You can go. You can go deer hunting with Cody and I gun season, or you can go striper fishing with Steve Owensby in Georgia. Which one are you going on? Who's going with me? Well, you're not going anywhere without me and Cody. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then we're going to see Steve. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But if you guys weren't going, I'm, I'll do the deer hunting thing. We haven't done that yet together. Yeah, the walleye thing is—it's <laughs> pretty cool. But I'm gonna pick the conditions I go out in next time. We can't though. Well, no, I can stay at yeah. the house. Yeah, and gather up all your stuff when you don't get back soon enough because the cleaning lady's there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never would have dreamed it would have taken us five hours to catch no. our limit. And, and that's the thing. Each each time we've ever went. Uh, you know, we've literally been in and out of there within like two hours yeah. every time. And this time was a little different. Well, we bring Lee and Dave and it takes us five hours. Yeah. And, but yeah. I'm offended because last Friday I opened up Snapchat <laughs> and I caught the limit on my walleye. <laughs> I opened up a Snapchat last week and there's a fish fry out here. I haven't even had any of that fish yet. I knew I shouldn't have sent it home with you. Yeah, I know. Don't I worry. Should. We've got another bag. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to try it. We do. Well, see, you should have called. We may, maybe we would have had fish. Well, I'll have to call ahead next time. Yeah. See. All right. I think that's all I've got. Cody and I have got things to do, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure Dave does as yeah. well. Good so, luck today, guys. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. This was a fun podcast, and uh, stay tuned for the next one. So, thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good luck. Yep. yep. Thank see you. you.